President, we have a national emergency. This is one of the things that we can shoot first and ask questions later. Uh, normally you can't do that. All of a sudden these trees started moving out of the way. They parted for me. And then I came out into this opening and there where I saw Jesus Christ. Welcome to End Time News. I am your humbled host, W. Dean Shook. Proud and privileged to be able to bring you the news that the mainstream media is never going to touch. And let me say welcome to our listeners on the iHeartRadio network, to our regular broadcast affiliates and our, of course, very important internet connections, Blog Talk Radio and the Spreaker Radio Network. We appreciate all of you so very much. We've got some stories here that the mainstream media would never tell you. But you're going to hear it right here. We're going to start off with one that's a little bit lighter than most. Well, or at least lighter than what's coming up. We're going to talk about a new wave of Syrian refugees. We're going to talk about your tax dollar at work. Because I'm going to ask you a vital question. When you look at your paycheck and you see all of the deductions, Social Security, taxes, do you know what the government's doing with that? Well, apparently, your tax dollar is paying for one-way flights from southern American countries bringing illegals into the U.S. And then when they get here, if they can't speak English, guess what? They qualify for Social Security Disability. My goodness, all of the perks that these illegals are getting. Hmm, and I've got some border news about who is actually crossing the border. You might be a little surprised to hear about this. And, of course, without a nuclear deal in Iran, apparently, Russia now says it's okay to start shipping them weapons, and Iran says it's okay to start shipping their weapons to Hamas, and the trade goes on. All of these stories plus more. And here's one that's probably the lighter part of today's news. Reported by WND, Islam has issued a new fatwa that says eating your wife and using toilet paper is okay. Now, before you get the wrong idea about that headline, let me tell you the story. A fatwa was issued by top clerics in Turkey and Saudi Arabia this week, and it might be shocked to much of the civilized world, but they indicate change in Turkey, the top religious authority, known as the dictator of religious affairs, proclaimed that though water is the preferred method of cleansing oneself after using the toilet, Paper is now acceptable alternative if a water source is not available. This is being reported by Harriet Daily News. 
says if water cannot be found for cleansing, other cleansing materials can be used. The statement said even though some sources deem paper to be unsuitable as a cleaning material, and it's an apparatus for writing, there's no problem in using toilet paper. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia, the Grand Mufti, has reportedly found a new definition of halal, determining that in the event of extreme hunger, it's acceptable in Islam for a man to chop up his wife and eat her, or one of the wives, whichever the case may be. The rationale, according to multiple local reports, is that husband and his wife's body will fuse together after the husband eats his wife. The husband would be permitted to eat parts of her body in such cases. Nonetheless, other religious authorities denied the Saudi Mufti issued such a fatwa, trying to quell the speculation about the subject. Not long ago, the same Saudi Grand Mufti said all churches across the Middle East need to be destroyed. Well, in Saudi Arabia, all churches have already been destroyed. Previously, he declared that Twitter was the source of all evil while chopping up your wife and eating her is okay. And here's the story about uh, Obama's illegal flying program. This, according to the United Nations, the Obama administration has begun implementing a program to fly to the United States at taxpayer expense unaccompanied minors from the Central American countries of Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, if the children under 21 have a parent legally residing in the United States. Americans should be outraged to learn that their tax dollars are being used to help illegal aliens here in the United States bring illegal alien children here as well. Tom Fenton, president of Washington-based Judicial Watch, told WND the Obama administration wants to prevent another surge of Central American unaccompanied minors coming across the border like we saw last year. Fenton was doubtful the State Department program would stem the tide of Central American youth making the dangerous trek through Mexico. Under the new initiative, the administration has rebranded the official name it originally assigned to the droves of illegal immigrant minors who continue sneaking into the United States. They're no longer known as Unaccompanied Alien Children, UACs, a term that evidently was offensive and not enough for the powerful open borders movement. The Judicial Watch website explains the new arrivals will be officially known as Central American Minors, or CAMs, and they'll be eligible for a special refugee parole that offers a free one-way flight to the United States from El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. What the Obama administration has managed to do is create a new surge of refugees and parolees that are going to accompany the surge of Central American youth crossing Mexico this summer, despite the State Department's program. It looks to me like as far as the Obama administration is concerned, there ought not to be a border at all. That's uh, going to be disturbing to some of us, especially since we're paying for it out of our tax dollars. And how about that Social Security deduction out of your paycheck? Well, here's what the Washington Post says. Puerto Ricans who can't speak English qualify as disabled for Social Security. Hundreds of Puerto Rican residents qualified for federal disability benefits in recent years because they lack fluency in English, according to the government auditors. The Social Security Administration Inspector General questioned the policy this month in light of the fact that Spanish is the predominant language in the U.S. territory. Under Social Security regulations, 
Individuals are considered less employable in the United States if they can't speak English, regardless of their work experience or level of education. A new report this month from the Independent Watchdog suggests that a more appropriate standard might be to consider local conditions when making benefit decisions. According to the latest U.S. Census Bureau data, 95% of Puerto Rico residents above age 5 speak Spanish at home. Only about 84% say they do not speak English very well. The Inspector General noted that a nurse in Puerto Rico who speaks only Spanish could be considered unskilled under current Social Security standards. A claimant's inability to communicate in English can lessen the relevance of work experience and education, potentially making it more likely the claimant will receive disability benefits, the report said. Auditors identifying 218 cases between 2011 and 13 in which the Social Security Administration granted disability status to Puerto Rico residents because of these existing guidelines. And as the flood continues from other places besides our southern border, a former top diplomat from the U.S. must accept more Syrian refugees. He said the United States needs to do a better job of taking in refugees displaced by the four-year Syrian civil war, says former U.K. Foreign Secretary David Milband, who now leads one of the world's largest refugee settlement agencies. Milband is pushing the United States to accept at least 65,000 Syrian refugees by the end of 2016, despite concerns from U.S. law enforcement that the Syrians pose a high security risk. He hinted that the rate of absorption by the mostly Muslim Syrians into American society has slowed due to fear-mongering. Approximately 90% of the Syrians absorbed so far by the U.S. have been Muslims, and a top FBI counterterrorism specialist has raised red flags about the agency's inability to screen for terrorists. He said it would be easy for ISIS militants to slip into the U.S. posing as refugees, a concern underscored by Representative Michael McCall, a Republican from Texas, during a Homeland Security Committee meeting this February. But Milban, now president and CEO for New York City-based International Rescue Committee, is pushing the Obama White House to raise the ceiling on the total number of refugees that the U.S. will let in this year from all countries. That number has been set at 70,000 for fiscal 2015, which ends September 30th. The Associated Press reported Thursday that the IRC called on the United States to resettle 65,000 Syrians before the end of 2016, highlighting Washington's slow response to the massive refugee crisis generated by this civil war. And this disturbing story from the International Business Times says a nine-year-old girl is pregnant after being raped by ISIS group militants. says a nine-year-old girl from a minority group in Iraq is pregnant after being raped by at least ten different men with the Islamic State, News reports said she was seen by an aid worker in a refugee camp in Iraq after she and hundreds of others were freed from being held captive by the group for more than eight months. An aid worker, Yusuf Daoud, said even a cesarean section is dangerous. The abuse she suffered left her mentally and physically traumatized. In August, when the Islamic State launched an assault on Iraq's Yazidi community, 
Its fighters kidnapped hundreds of women and reportedly took them to Syria. A subsequent report by the U.S. State Department said 1,500 to 4,000 women had been abducted. They were being raped, forced into marriage, and tortured. The group has since released a few hundred of those that it abducted last year, in addition to those released this week. It also freed about 200 Yazidis, mainly weak and elderly ones. In January, the Associated Press reported it was not clear why the group decided to release these prisoners in mass. Kurdish military officials suggested holding on to the prisoners was slowing down the militants. And talking about refugees and people crossing the border, here's a report from WND that ISIS is running training camps on the Texas border. Judicial Watch, the Washington's watchdog that monitors the government, has released a new report warning that ISIS is running a camp just a few miles from the Texas border. In its newest report, on Tuesday, Judicial Watch said its sources for the information about the ISIS camp include a Mexican Army field grade officer and a Mexican Federale police inspector. Apparently, Congressman Duncan Hunter did a little investigating of his own. Here's a clip of what he found. From. If you really want to protect Americans from ISIS, you secure the southern border. It's that simple. ISIS doesn't have a, a navy. They don't have an air force. They don't have nuclear weapons. The only way that ISIS is going to harm Americans is by coming in through the, the uh, southern border, which they already have. That's how America, that's how the homeland Are you gets hurt about by our, ISIS. You're talking about our southern yes, border? You're not talking about, about the southern about border? The, border. The, okay. If you're talking about protecting Americans, ISIS is coming across the southern well, let, border. Let me ask they, you that. They, you they say, are flying say, B-1 bombers Stop bombing American cities, but they are, they are going to be bombing American cities coming across from Mexico. All right, let me get a question. Let me ask a question. Um, you say that they're coming in the southern border, which is you know changes all the dynamics. Do you have any information or any evidence that they are actually coming in the southern border now? Yes. Yes. Okay. I Tell have me what you know. That I, I know that at, at least 10 ISIS fighters have been caught coming across the Mexican border in Texas. There's, there's nobody How talking you know about that? it. There's, How, there's, because, I, I've asked, because I've asked the Border Patrol, Greta. And the Border Patrol, they just let ISIS, uh, ISIS members come no, across they, the border? No, they uh, caught them at the border. Therefore, we know that ISIS is coming across the border. And if they catch five or ten of them, then you know there's going to be dozens more that did not get caught by the Border Patrol. But that's how you know. All you have to do is ask the Border Patrol. That's, that's where we're at risk here is from ISIS and radical Islamists coming across the border. Because, once again, they don't have a Navy. They don't have an Air Force. They don't have nuclear weapons. The only way that Americans are going to be harmed by radical Islamists is by having an open southern border. Chairman Dempsey said the exact same thing. He said that's where the major threat is here, is having an open southern border. That's how these guys are going to infiltrate into the U.S. and harm, harm Americans. Congressman, thank you, sir. Now, the exact location where the terrorist group has established its base is around eight miles from the U.S. border. It's situated just west of Juarez in the Mexican state of Chinchilla. Another ISIS cell to the west in Puerto Palamas targets the New Mexico towns of Columbus and Deming for easy access to the United States. During the course of a joint operation last week, Mexican Army and federal law enforcement discovered documents in Arabic and Urdu, as well as plans of Fort Bliss, the sprawling military installation that houses the U.S. 1st Armored Division. Muslim prayer rugs were recovered with the documents during the operation, according to Judicial Watch. According to these same sources, coyotes engaging in human smuggling and working for Juarez cartels 
help move ISIS terrorists through the desert and across the border between Santa Teresa and Sunland Park, New Mexico. Now, to the east of El Paso, cartel-backed coyotes are also smuggling ISIS terrorists through the porous borders between Ecala and Fort Hancock, Texas. These specific areas were targeted for exploitation by ISIS because of their understaffed municipal and county police forces and the relative safe havens, the areas provided for unchecked large-scale drug smuggling that's already going on, the report said. And I'm going to take a short break here. When I come back, we're going to talk about uh, the fighters in Yemen being one-third of them children. And ISIS fighters from Syria who have joined the fight are now returning to America. Obama's gun control and Iran. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to End Time News. Hi folks, have you noticed the federal government and police departments are using drones for everything? Drones are expensive, they're hard to fly, it can take up to a week just to learn to make a drone hover. Not anymore, there's a new generation of drones that are not only affordable but very easy to fly. Now you can have your own personal drone, anything from a micro mini that'll fit in the palm of your hand, right up to a full scale model, 10 inches in diameter like the model I have, the V949 Pro with a six-axis, four-rotor blade and an HD 2.4 camera mounted on the bottom. These drones are made of a space-age polymer. They're durable. And don't worry about crashing your drone. Replacement blades for this drone from the website are only $1.80 for a pack of four. That's right, I said $1.80 for a pack of four replacement blades. You can also get an extra long life battery. This battery allows you up to a half hour of fly time with a maximum speed of 40 miles an hour. Have your own personal drone and you can get all of this for under $70. If you go to the website wdeanshook.com and click on the banner on the webpage, you can get from 7 to 22% off your personal drone. It's shipped as a kit. You can be up and flying your own personal drone with an HD camera within a half hour. Come to the webpage wdeanshook.com. Click on that banner and get your discount today. WDeanShook.com You know, it seems these days that not a single one of us steps on a train, boards an airplane, attends a concert or a sporting event that doesn't have at least a fleeting concern that terror could strike. The reality of the post-9-11 world is that We are at war, and we are a target. We all live with some level of uncertainty and fear. It's easy to lose sight of an issue that defines our generation, the need to stop terrorism in our time. Our president apologizes for America. And he's made it clear that the era of American exceptionalism is over. He campaigned on closing Guantanamo and trying terrorists in civilian court. On his second day in office, he stopped enhanced interrogation and he closed down the black sites. You know where we got the intel that ultimately led us to bin Laden? He has all but abandoned Israel despite the fact that Iran is the world's leading sponsor of terror that openly calls for the annihilation of Israel all while Iran develops a nuclear bomb that they recently announced could be delivered to U.S. targets via missiles developed during Obama's presidency. 
while he does nothing but talk. The question for every American is simply, are we safer? AreWeSafer.com provides you with the facts and the potential consequences of these failed policies so that you can make informed decisions. I mean, let's face it. If things don't change, everything will change. And we all hope that day never comes. Hey, everybody. Gather around. I'm here to give you anything you like. You want free college? Energy? Mortgages? <laughs> Whatever you like. You have come to the right place. Why? I'll tell you why. Who can take your money? Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. A twinkle in their eye. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government. The government can.
but he is failing. Join with us and let's secure America now. Do you think the media is biased? Maybe they're leaving something out, or there's something they're not telling you. Now, you have a source for the truth in the news. W. Dean Shook, End Time News. Your connection to the signs of the times. And let me remind everyone, you can download the mobile app for End Time News right from our website. The website's getting a bit of a makeover. You can not only download for your iPhone and Android right from the website, but there's also a player there. Instead of going to one of these other sites, if you just don't have time for that or it's too inconvenient, come to the website, you can download the mobile app, and you can listen to the show right there. We've also updated the way that we present these full stories. Uh, Everything that I report here is posted on the website where you can get the full story. And according to the UN, nearly a third of fighters participating in Yemen's armed conflict are children who are experiencing chronic malnutrition, officials said. The French press reported to the UN that we're seeing children in battle at checkpoints, unfortunately among those killed and injured. UNICEF estimated about 30% of the armed groups in Yemen are minors. This means minors make up nearly three out of every ten fighters. They went on to say you can say that up to a third of fighters in Yemen are children. There's children dying in bombings in the north and very intense battles in Adin and Dilla. And children in Yemen are suffering from malnutrition, levels of which are expected to soar. The Obama administration has come under fire for not taking action to evacuate U.S. citizens caught in the middle of the Yemen crisis, while countries with less resources have been rescuing their citizens. Speaking of citizens, WND is reporting that 40 jihadists who joined ISIS have returned to the U.S. Dozens of American jihadis who fought in the war in Iraq and Syria have returned to the United States equipped with the training they used fighting either for or against ISIS, according to one federal official, and their activities are being monitored or not. Homeland Security Jeb Johnson said you can't know everything. It was in a televised chat with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes. He admitted there may not be as much oversight of those who trained and fought with terrorists as some people would like. Stahl asked, as I understand it, of the 180 Americans who have gone overseas to fight in Iraq and Syria, 40 have come back. I assume you're keeping close tabs on those 40s. Johnson said, we have in fact kept close tabs on those we believe who have left and who have come back. A number have been arrested or investigated. We have systems in place to track these individuals, but you can't know everything. At right-wing news, they said, so Obama has now admitted that he's allowed domestic terrorists to run free in the U.S., people who have already proven they're foreign fighters, who have taken up arms against everything that we believe. And he cited Johnson's comments of saying, in other words, DHS knows nothing. They probably just let 40 more Boston bombers roam across the U.S. free as they please. And in light of this, here's what the president said. He said, it's heartbreaking we haven't passed more gun control. Breitbart News is reporting with less than two years left in his presidency, Obama says it's heartbreaking that his administration has not been able to pass more gun control. 
According to ABC News, Obama said, What we've done is try to do as much administratively to tighten up on how background checks are run, to go after illegal drug runners, but I'll tell you that trying to get something through Congress has proven to be very difficult, and it's heartbreaking. He added, You know, those two of three days after the Sandy Hook shooting are some of the worst days of my presidency because I met with those families right afterwards and was shocked that Congress didn't act. Obama detailed how the children were shot. He did not mention they were sitting in a gun-free zone that the Democratic Party fights both tooth and nail to keep free from guns. Nor did he mention that the gun-free part only applies to law-abiding citizens. He also didn't mention that the guns Adam Lanza used were all stolen, so no amount of gun control would have stopped him. Instead, Obama complained about the strength of the NRA and the NRA's power in Congress. He said it will be chipping away at the NRA's hold on Congress, but until there is public outcry for gun control, it's going to be difficult to make progress. Well, apparently it's not that difficult, because here's a story about how guns are being grabbed. This, according to Fox News, your right to bear arms, gun grabbing sweeping the nation. And here's this story. Cherished family heirlooms were among 21 firearms that Michael Roberts surrendered to the Torrance Police Department in 2010 after his doctor filed a restraining order against him. The court order was a result of a dispute that Roberts had with a member of his doctor's staff. And after Roberts pleaded no contest, the matter was resolved. Yet... Even though he filed the proper law enforcement gun release paperwork and four separate occasions obtained clearance from the California Department of Justice and two court orders commanding the return of his guns, police refused to hand him over. With the backing of the National Rifle Association and California Rifle and Pistol Association, Roberts filed a federal lawsuit in May of 2014 over the $15,500 worth of firearms. In the end, he got the money, but not the guns. The police had destroyed him. Second Amendment lawyers say his case is not rare. NRA and CRPA constantly gets calls from law-abiding citizens having problems getting their guns back. Chuck Michael of Long Beach-based Michael & Associates, who represented Roberts in the case, said the State Department of Justice wrongly tells police not to give guns back unless the person can document ownership of the guns and it's registered in the state's DOJ base. But the law doesn't require this. Gun owners can't comply anyway, Michael said, because police themselves routinely fail to enter the firearms into the DOJ's database. Most people don't have receipts for the guns that they own. While Americans have the constitutional right to keep and bear arms and to protect their property from government's unlawful seizure, it's not just California where guns are seized and destroyed illegally. This kind of below-the-radar bureaucracy, gun confiscation is a growing Second Amendment and property rights violation problem, particularly in strict gun control states like California and New Jersey and Massachusetts. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, says people can't afford to spend tens of thousands of dollars on legal fees to get back a $500 firearm. So they're getting away with it. So how much outcry is there for this? Well, according to Breitbart News, they're reporting that they attended a rally. Moms Demand Action Rally draws 150 to protest NRA's 70,000 attendees in Nashville. 
Breitbart News attended the rally, listened to group founder Shannon Watts cheer the fact that the legislation to arm women for self-defense on campus has been defeated in some states. She also cheered the fact that West Virginia Governor Earl Ray Tomlin, Democrat, ignored lawmakers in his state, standing instead with Moms Demand Action and Senator Joe Mackin in opposition to constitutional carry. Watts said... Her group had accomplished amazing things since they came into existence two and a half years ago. She then provided this example of accomplishment. She went on to say, we said we'd keep pressure on Congress, and we have. She did not mention that the Democrat-controlled Senate rejected Mom's demand of expanded background checks in 2013, or that the American people rejected Mom's demand against Action's message in mass during 2014 midterm elections. Instead, she said, in 2014, we signed up more than one million gun sense voters. But who did these voters vote for, after all? Mom's demand action lost the Senate in 2014. Watts outlined states where Mom's demand action is trying to ban private gun sales via universal background checks. Those states are Nevada, Maine, and Oregon, where I'm at. She did not mention that Campus Carry is on the move in Nevada, that the state of Maine police support the push to abolish the concealed carry permit requirement in that state, or that Oregon Sheriff Glenn Palmer says the universal background check movement is a borderline treasonous, and he will not enforce it. Instead, Watts looked at the 150 people gathered at her rally and said, Together we're shining the spotlight on extremist policies that the gun lobby used to pass in the dark. We're going to talk about Iran here a little bit because uh, this seems to be a failed policy on behalf of uh, our president-in-chief, Barack Obama. According to Breitbart News, Iran wins a seat at the UN Women's Agency. I'm not kidding about this. Now, listen to this story. Iran's deplorable record on women's rights did not stop the Islamic Republic from winning a seat on a United Nations body that was formed in 2010 to promote women's empowerment and gender equality. In Iran, women are legally barred from holding some government positions. There's no law against domestic violence. Adultery is punishable by stoning, making it wholly inappropriate for Iran assuming a leadership role on women's rights and welfare at the UN. This according to U.S. Ambassador of the United Nations, Samantha Power, in criticizing the decision to make Iran a member of the woman's rights body. UN Women is the UN organization dedicated to gender equality and the empowerment of women. A global champion was established to accelerate progress on meeting their needs worldwide. This according to a statement that reads on their website. A UN body found last month that repression of women in Iran has gotten worse under the moderate President Rouhani. With the 1979 Islamic Revolution in Iran came repressive women's rights policy in accordance with Sharia law. In modern-day Iran... Women who have exposed any part of their body besides their hands and face can be punished and beaten for bad hajib, while a man may marry multiple women and divorce their wives whenever they choose. Women don't have that right. In many cases, girls are married off at age 13. Human Rights Watch reported is one example Iranian President Rouhani married his cousin when he was 20, 
and she was 14, according to the reports. Women are also forbidden from leaving Iran or obtaining a passport without the express consent of a male guardian. Several other states that uphold discriminatory policies against women are members of the UN, including Egypt, Pakistan, Sudan, and others. Breitbart is also reporting a countdown to Israel attack. Russia lifts a ban on missile sales to Iran. This is not good news, my friends. Russia announced Monday that it will sell Iran advanced S-300 surface-to-air missiles. The decision, which ends an embargo dating back to 2010, shows that President Barack Obama is rapidly losing the control of the International Caucus on Iran. It also sets Israel a deadline to attack Iran. Since Israel has treated the S-300 system as a red line, and has attacked Syria several times repeatedly to prevent advanced Russian air defenses and anti-ship missiles from becoming operational, some Israeli analysts have recently suggested that Israel will only attack Iran if the regime's nuclear program poses a direct and immediate threat, if the sword is at the throat. However, it's likely that Israeli strategists have another deadline in mind, namely the point where a military attack against Iran is no longer feasible. Currently, Iran has weak air defenses, wouldn't be able to do much to stop an airstrike. However, the Russian missiles will advance its defensive capabilities dramatically. Eventually, then, Putin is calling the world's bluff. He's setting a deadline for Israel to make a fateful choice and daring the Obama administration to intervene. More broadly, he's unraveling the P5 plus 1 process that the UN has dominated recently by leading the way in offering concessions to Iran. Putin knows full and well that he's triggering an Israeli countdown. And he's been happy to do so in the past. From his point of view, it makes little difference whether Iran or Syria actually use the weapons he's selling them, so long as their money is good and the two regimes remain somewhat dependent on Russian protection. For Israel, though, the question of war with Iran is no longer theoretical. It's sometimes Israeli leaders and the Obama administration must face immediately. And now, just being reported two hours after that story came out, from New York, they're reporting Russian President Vladimir Putin lifted this self-imposed ban on the delivery to Iran of air defense and missile systems capable of shooting down U.S. and Israeli jets. Here's the story behind this. After Russia signed an $800 million contract with Iran in 2007, delivery of this S-300 system was halted because Moscow decided to impose a ban in response to strong opposition to the deal from Israel and George W. Bush. But delivery of the S-300 air defense system and the U.S. and the P-5 plus one coalition partners negotiated to stop the development of nuclear weapons, and that was a game changer. She said while Russia has a more advanced model, the S-400, they say the S-300 is sufficiently sophisticated to upgrade significantly Iran's ability to defend against any incoming military strike against its nuclear facilities. Once delivered by Russia and operational in Iran, she explained it could remove, to a large extent, a military option from the table in considering how to deal with Iran's nuclear weapon program by making it not impossible but much more difficult to conduct a successful strike. Russia says they're ready to ship it. Personally, I think it looks like uh, the world will just have to live with a nuclear Iran. 
for how long, I think, is the question. And don't forget, you can download the mobile app for in-time news at Google Play and at the App Store or straight from the homepage at wdeanshook.com where you can also listen live and get breaking news that's scrolling at the bottom of the page 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. My email is contact at wdeanshook. Twitter is wdeanshook. Facebook, wdeanshook. And as usual, when the dust settles and the smoke clears, I'll be back with more truth in the news. I'll see you then. Thank you. You can get these full stories and more at wdeanshook.com. That's wdeanshook.com.